0: Just in. Campaign says Biden doesn't have to win Iowa to capture 2020 nomination.
1: you. <laughs>
2: I mean, it'd be. I mean, that's a really good campaign strategy. It works really well for for Hillary to just like ignore most of like the Midwest and Upper Midwest and just consider it a fucking tap in, you know? Like, what could go wrong?
3: Uh, I think to be fair to Joe Biden, he's already backtracked on that and said that Iowa is the key to the kingdom. Actually, oh boy, Wait, yeah. he said
4: those words, "key to the kingdom."
3: Apparently, according to this Gazette article, I just uh,
2: saw.
4: That is so stupid. Everything about this election is stupid.
2: It is, but the good news is uh, I don't have to pretend that I haven't been canvassing for Biden anymore. I can, uh, he's, it, if he doesn't have my, if he doesn't want my support, then I'm not going to give it to him anymore, and um, I'm going to become a Buttigieg boy.
3: Buttigieg boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just a soldier in Buttigieg's army. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: Do they have a name? Because I know the Kamala Harris people call themselves the K-Hive, and I want to die.
2: Oh, my God. Me too. It's real.
4: They're the most, like, aggressive of all the people.
2: Yeah. What would Pete Buttigieg follow? I mean, it's it's got to be a play on the last name, obviously, because, like, that last name is, like... No, they have the, like, Butt Edge Edge shirts or
3: whatever. Oh,
0: I, I know what it is. It's the uh, Boot Edge Edge Lords. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it is.
0: I'm going to do a proper introduction now. Uh, welcome to Rock Hard Caucus, <laughs> episode three. I'm Justin. I'm here with Chuck, Evan, and Natalie. Hello. We're what back.
4: Up? Hey. Wait, did you say me already?
0: Yeah, I said I said you all in a row. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> Package shield. Yeah.
2: Package deal. Yeah.
0: Uh, we're back. We're delivering more propaganda from the, the Corn State. First in the nation, caucus state, unless the DNC screws us out of that, which apparently is happening.
3: I mean... Good for them. They should do it.
0: <laughs> we took a week off for Labor Day. That's that's why we didn't do an episode last week. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you know that four people can have four wildly different schedules?
2: Yeah, it's it's really odd. You <laughs> know, like four people from like four distinctly different walks of life. It's you know <laughs> can be kind of hard to get them together all at one point. But here we are. Um, it's a lovely, uh, lovely Saturday morning uh, here in Iowa. I, of course, coming in from the 1st District, as uh, as always, Mm -hmm. Justin from the 2nd, Natalie and Evan out there in number 3. I'm Mm -hmm.
3: drinking some delicious corn bourbon from uh, Cedar (laughs) Ridge.
2: Yeah, and I'm having a uh, a double two-hearted ale. Uh, It is a double... You know what? You don't fucking care. Why am I talking about it? Listen, I'm having a beer, okay? Yeah.
0: We have yet to recruit anyone from the 4th District, the Lost Kingdom, but we will be talking about it a little bit later today. Boy, will we ever. (laughs) Before we get to that... I've seen a a recent sort of trend on Twitter, people talking about the character Hank Hill and whether he would have voted for Donald Trump or not.
2: I have some very controversial takes about this, but I think we should lay out some framework first.
0: Yeah, so the tweets I've seen mostly seem to indicate that there is no way Hank Hill would have voted for Donald Trump. Uh, And these people are very smug about their King of the Hill opinions. They think that anybody that thinks Hank may have voted for Trump misunderstands the show and i think chuck and i both disagree with that
2: yeah uh so i've had a lot of time to think about this um you know i i try to use the limited brain power i have to think about stuff like this and when (laughs) i do i think hard about it so obviously uh hank uh, is a conservative i think we can all agree on that he uh, you know lives in the heart of texas he's down there in ted cruz country there's
4: an episode about voting for george bush
2: there is, and he has a limp handshake, and it fucking Hank is like so caught off guard Ooh. by it that it traumatizes him. <laughs> George Bush has show. a limp handshake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, he really does too. He probably does, dude. Um, I could see Hank, you know, being a Ted Cruz guy early on. Obviously, you know, his he had to, you know, vote for Trump. I could see two things happening with Hank. So. One of is is the obvious, like, you know, he's a Republican, he's going to fucking vote for Trump. Um, the second thing is he votes for him not because he has to, but he sees Trump as a Buck Strickland-like character, right?
0: Yes, 100%.
2: Yes, one of the very frequently reoccurring things in the show is Buck Strickland just being, like, this, like, slime ball, like, small business tyrant kind of guy. And Hank just, like, doing whatever mental gymnastics he has to do to explain away... Uh, otherwise bad things that Buck does that he would find morally reprehensible if anyone else did them.
4: Man, that's a good point. I could see
2: Hank doing that, you
4: know?
0: Yeah, just how every like social conservative justifies voting for Trump and supporting him.
2: Yeah, basically. Basically. Uh, and that show, of course, is... I've always thought it was, like, objectively supposed to be conservative satire, you know?
4: It definitely is, but, like, Mike Judge is, like, kind of off the deep end now.
2: Yeah, he's, like, a wacko libertarian, isn't he? I think it's fair to say that
3: all of the Good family would have voted for Hillary. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) yes. yes. Anyone remember that garbage?
0: Yeah, the Good family. G-O-O-D-E.
3: Yes, and I believe Mike Judge is just kind of like a conservative, kind of seemingly pretty like
2: libertarian.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
4: he definitely is.
0: He did a promo spot for Infowars a few years ago. Oh, really?
2: Isn't he like kind of Ben Garrison esque, like Ben Garrison light in like his sort of uh, his political disposition? I remember seeing some like pretty weird stuff from him on Twitter. I don't know about that. Well, that's why I say light. Like it wasn't like the insane, like racist fucking dog shit that Ben Garrison cranks out. Friend of the show, by the way. Uh, but he's sort of like, a, a, a cheer, he's like a cheer below that <laughs> to me, like he's he's on the edge of doing that, like he, he could be a Ben Garrison-esque character, you know?
0: Yeah, if he was a little more racist, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so my take on this is that uh, Hank Hill is sort of a composite of like real people that Mike Judge knew in Texas. And I can guarantee you like every one of those real life people voted for Trump. Anybody yeah. in your life that reminds you of Hank Hill voted for Donald Trump, for sure.
3: Because they had to. There was no other option.
2: <laughs> well, this is another thing that I was thinking about is I know people that are that are Republicans and they're otherwise good people, right? I mean, they didn't want to vote for Donald Trump. <clears throat> you know, they sort of had to. The, the blind support for the party, like, just get our guys, you know, our team, you know, stick together, blah, blah, blah. But there's a difference between the people that voted for Trump and people that are, like, Trump guys. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So I can't, I can't see Hank being, like, a fucking Trump guy, especially no. now. I think, no. that, I think that maybe Hank, uh, if this was, if, if he were a real person, I think he might be kind of questioning, you know, by now. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I think that he'd be I think that enough things would have happened that like eventually something would have sort of broken through and he'd be like, you know, maybe this guy really ain't so great. And he is a Bill Weld guy now.
3: No, Joe Walsh, definitely, because Joe Walsh had the same moral qualms about Trump. He just realized that like maybe this like maybe I am a racist. Maybe I am. (laughs) Yeah, more more likely Joe Walsh than Bill Weld for sure.
0: I think I think what you're saying is that Hank Hill would have launched his own primary campaign against (laughs) Donald Trump.
4: (laughs) He like he was my only reticence is he was very, very into like politeness and not being, you know, but I actually thought argued with Cooper saying that he for sure did vote for Trump. But
3: well, it's a good show that, you know, he's like a three dimensional character. Yeah, To a certain extent, even though it's a cartoon.
0: He's quite literally a two-dimensional He's
3: character. He's quite literally a two-dimensional <laughs> character, but they have to add...
0: The third dimension is personality.
3: We, we all know conservatives, and they're not all uh, bad people by any means. They're just... There can know.
0: be <laughs> sympathetic qualities.
2: Sure. Yeah. So what do you guys think about other, other characters on the show? I, mean, I, don't know how, I know that Justin and I both have probably seen every episode many times. Yeah. I have
4: also seen every episode more than any other t-shirt perfect
2: okay so my question is um dale gribble came up and we were talking about this earlier in our dm no
4: dale gribble did not vote for trump i will die on this hill
0: i i have two theories
2: i have i i do also but i want to hear justin's first
0: okay my first theory which i think bears out in the show is that uh dale gribble has never voted (laughs) likely (laughs) and therefore wouldn't have voted for trump uh, my other theory is he got like really into Pizzagate and all the stuff that was going on mm-hmm. at, 4, uh, at 4chan right before the 2016 election and decided that he had to vote for Trump. So he voted for Trump under several different fake identities.
2: Yes, that is, I think, would be most likely. I could see him uh, very much being a QAnon guy. I think we can all agree yes, that Dale... definitely. It, yeah, oh, yeah, definitely a QAnon guy, and I think that he... Was the type of QAnon guy that thinks, you know, maybe Trump can end the Fed, you know, because that's one I, th- I think that's one sort of common belief in the QAnon crowd is that the reason that mm-hmm. JFK and Abraham Lincoln were killed was because they had planned on ending the Fed. Right.
4: Oh, my God. That's so stupid.
2: Dale fucking doesn't like the government. Uh, Why not, you know, support a guy that's uh, could bring it down, according to the Q insiders, you know, so I, I could see I-, I-, I can see Dale. Like Justin said, uh, voting for him several times under one of his many aliases, but not being like a MAGA guy, you know.
4: Definitely never a MAGA guy, and I, I feel like he he would have conspiracies against Trump, but I one hundred percent do not think he voted. I just think he w- would refuse to engage. I don't
0: know. Yeah, that that side of it makes sense to me yeah, too. Yeah. Uh, I have the I have the list of King of the Hill characters Wikipedia article pulled up. Uh, want <laughs> <laughs> to? Let's go through them real quick. Yeah. Let's. let's okay. not so. Spend too much time
2: on each of them, but let's let's go rapid fire. I'm ready for this. Let's do it.
0: Yeah. All right, Peggy Hill.
2: Uh, Hillary. You think? I think either Hillary or uh, Hillary, Jill but Stein, she
0: would have
3: told no one.
2: I know. Yeah. I, I think that she would have voted for Jill Stein because uh, oh. Jill Stein makes her feel smart. Uh it, it, Peggy is very much about stroking her ego and like confirming her own intelligence. So like I think that she probably would have been like a Jill Stein supporter but it would have probably voted Hillary in the general election.
0: Uh Bobby Hill, I know he's underage but
2: <laughs> uh he would have got sucked into some like um like a uh, YouTuber alt-light group and probably would have, you know, succumbed to the Trump disease that you know was introduced to people through fucking like let's play fucking gamers
4: and shit i think that he i think that he would have voted for jill stein i think he'd be a bernie person he's my favorite character
0: yeah bobby is the most like human of the characters i think
4: he's the goodest person so i think he's the only bernie supporter probably (laughs) i
0: I got that yeah what about bill dotreeve Ooh, this
2: is okay Bill, uh, I thought about this one a lot, and I could see Bill going any which way. Bill has shown himself to be, like, very easily influenced throughout the course of the show. That's true, Um, yeah. I could see Bill, like, wildly careening between various candidates based on whichever one sounded the best at the time and, like, whichever one that, you know everyone else in the alley was supporting
4: that is so true oh
0: oh i have like a perfect plot point for the show uh <laughs> he he encounters like some campaigns booth at an event and there's like an attractive woman oh yeah work- yes! volunteering for the campaign okay that's what's true yeah and then he comes across then he comes across another campaign booth with another attractive woman and that's what like bounces him between campaigns
2: <laughs> yeah there you
4: go yeah like <laughs> a, a pretty woman being nice to him yes Yep. and he's like yes that's my guy
2: So, and then eventually attending a Hillary rally, and uh, she briefly makes eye contact with him, and uh, there's his vote.
0: (laughs) Yep, that's perfect. Uh, How about Boomhauer? Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson, 100%. Gary Johnson. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, yeah. Uh, Luann Platter, uh, RIP Brittany Murphy.
4: Oh my god, I thought about this one a lot. Uh,
2: She was a communist, wasn't she?
0: She was. I don't know if that...
2: (laughs) No, it didn't stick, but she was very briefly a communist for one episode. I mean, Luann, I mean, probably Trump, I mean that's she's like your classic like caitlin bennett whatever the fuck her name is the kent state gun girl like just dumb fucking empty-headed dipshit maga person just like eats up every single meme that gets thrown at her that even slightly reflects her ideology which barely has any merit to begin with
0: yeah she's like a a sweet little evangelical girl she definitely gets sucked into trump Mm -hmm. though i mean she did have communist sympathies so hopefully at some point (laughs) in her life yeah she'll come back she
2: can be radicalized
3: in a general election versus uh trump trump and bernie she might might defect
0: maybe there's one more that i i do want to mention what about cotton hill oh,
2: jesus really <laughs> like do we even need to talk about like, dude, that's a trump guy all the way Trump,
4: obviously like he
2: besides buck strickland he's probably the most MAGA dude on the show just like abrasively, just like sharing these yes. like shitty, angry, fucking memes on his page. That like, oh my
0: god, yeah. Imagine Cotton Hill on Facebook. Oh my
2: god, dude, he is like the 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 boomeriest of the boomer, old person Facebook ranters that like post insane, racist shit on Facebook, and then they occasionally uh, get caught making a comment on some page called like Big Titty Honkers 18 plus, calling like you know a picture from some porn that they uploaded on there for clicks. Oh, so beautiful, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he would not be ashamed of that in the slightest, though.
2: No. Unapologetic.
0: Okay, we have have another king to discuss. It's time to talk about Steve King of The Hill. Nice segue. Thank you. (laughs)
2: Beautiful. Very nice.
0: I have some audio to play, so I need to switch my Discord settings real quick. Hang on just a second. Okay. Okay. That was uh, I call it the red carpet treatment, but it was the official
2: tour for members of Congress that the Border Patrol sets up. I went through the detainment facilities that are there. I got a you know I got a good look at a good number of the folks that were detained in those facilities. I actually went into that cell where it was reported that they were advised they had to drink out of the toilet. I took a drink out of there, and. It's actually pretty good. So I have a videotape, and I smack my lips. But I didn't send it
0: out because I thought, you know, this subject just needs to go into the rearview mirror. Why'd I bring it up now? You ask. <laughs> I got a nice,
2: nice videotape. of uh, me drinking out of a toilet. I, I'm, I'm not gonna release. I'm just gonna keep it for my own use. You know. I'm not gonna release uh. it because
3: perverts <laughs> might find it and use it for <laughs> use it for their obscene purposes.
2: Oh God.
0: The video actually has been released. The audio is not interesting, oh. so I'm not going to play Damn. it here. But uh, yeah, there's a video of Steve King drinking out of a toilet. Does he
2: use like
3: a straw? And is it a paper straw?
2: <laughs> nope. Just his face in the fucking bowl.
4: No, the toilet that he drinks out of isn't broken because the whole thing was that the the sink on the back of the toilet was broken. And that's why right. they were there's, drinking uh, out of the toilet.
0: In these detention facilities, there's toilets with drinking fountains on the back oh, of them.
2: Yeah. yeah. I've encountered one before. There was a place that we used to camp out at uh, when I was a kid where the bathroom one of the bathrooms had uh, those toilets installed in it for some odd reason. I always thought it was like the oddest fucking thing (laughs) ever. Like interesting. Let's just put a drinking apparatus, like, you know, a foot or so from this thing where there's piss splattering everywhere and like shit particles flying into the air when it flushes because these things don't have any lids either. It's just the seat. So like, Whatever you flush in there is going everywhere, and it's going all over that fucking fountain.
4: Oh, my God.
3: Mm. Wait, so Steve King took a drink out of the water fountain on top of the toilet and then
0: said it was that he was drinking the toilet water. He said it was pretty good. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys know about this. There was like a controversy a little while ago when... I think AOC visited one of these camps mm-hmm. and said that people being detained there were forced to drink out of the toilets. and, you know, dipshit racists like Steve King are going out of their way to prove her wrong, to show that drinking out of the toilet is good, actually. Truly owning the libs.
2: I love how both, like, totally afraid of her they are and how extremely horny they are for her at the same time.
3: It's amazing. Yeah. They would definitely drink her toilet water.
4: Yes, they would. Oh my God, they would. And
3: also, I was going to say... Steve King would be the first to, like, call someone who had a toilet fetish, a disgusting, like, pervert. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he would kink shame the shit out of anyone else who were to enjoy (laughs) drinking toilet water as much as he does.
2: God, dude, yep. can you imagine some of the weird
3: True shit that guy's got to be so into? It.
4: He's in the weirdest shit. I mean, just I bet he fun. is.
3: Yeah, I bet you he <laughs> yeah. dresses up in fucking Nazi regalia.
4: Yes, he does.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
3: I, like, that's pretty much, that's canon at this point. The Steve King canon.
0: Imagine Steve King's basement.
4: Imagine Steve King's U-porn history. Oh, my God.
0: So we should probably do like a full Steve King episode at some point. Cause the, the there's dude's enough content character. there for he's, sure. Yeah.
3: yeah. He's a piece of fucking work.
0: <laughs> uh, real quick. I'd like to thank friend of the show, Jordan blue for pointing out this Steve King toilet water drinking, uh, event to us. Follow him on Twitter. Junkie soda. Listen to his music. Yes, cheap sir. Fantasy. The artist formerly known
2: as Frankie teardrop. That's him. Yep. Minnesota contingent. Mm
0: hmm. <laughs> uh, Something that we want to try to do with this podcast is to shine a light on some of the state's legislators. Uh, Natalie knows the most about that. She has had to meet with these people, had to actually interact in person with some of these freaks. So she has a pretty good feature on one of them today. He's actually a former state senator. Is that right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's a former one, but he's just so good and he's the one I talk to the most that like I want to talk about him.
0: It's a great story to start with. So, who is this guy?
4: Okay. So, his name is Mark Shelgren. And he is just like the perfect example of the people that are in your state legislatures, which are actually the most consequential people in politics for any like one specific person living in their state. Like, that is the thing that impacts you the most. Oh, yeah. And and I want you to kind of imagine like the most evil, but also the stupidest person you can think of. And then out <laughs> that, that by 10. And he is a legislator for one of the like really far up northern counties where no one lives. And like literally these people are so stupid. Like I was telling um, the guys earlier about Skylar Wheeler, who Keeps getting reelected. He was just reelected um, in this last cycle, and his the only other job he's had in his entire life ever was working at Staples, and he was fired for stealing a bunch of office supplies. And I know that our podcast feels that this is good and choppily, <laughs> which yeah, it is, it
2: is praxis, but. <laughs>
4: But like literally anyone can be one. Like if you are in a county right now listening to us that is sparsely populated, it's really important to me that you just run for state senate. Yeah, just just do do it. it. You can do it. These people are incredibly stupid.
2: This guy's 26 years old. Uh, According to this, he was actually born in Washington. Uh, He lives in a city I've never heard of called Orange City, Iowa and he is uh, a member of the house representing the 4th district out there. So, like Nally said, if you're out there in the barren wasteland that is western Iowa, uh fucking run. Fuck it. What's going what's worse going to happen? I will You'll lose by like fucking three votes? canvas
4: for you. Yeah, I will, fucking will. I will be your like fucking campaign manager. I can do it um just please run against these people um uh, fun fact skylar wheeler blocked cooper on every social media platform because he cyberbullied wow. him so
3: bad <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, nice.
1: yeah. A boy.
4: and it was like fair like that's the one time i've been like okay fair like you should have cooper blocked
2: <laughs> we have to have cooper on the show
4: Okay, so, um, but this is a former one, and I just feel like he gives a really good taste going into it. And honestly, I just think he's so funny that I want to talk about him. Like, this, isn't, this is not really a, a relevant person to you, but it is just, like, a really good encapsulation. And as we get closer to the legislative session, I'm going to talk more about some of the, like, uh, more evil and effective people, like Sandy Salmon.
1: What? <laughs> it sounds like a sponge. Yeah, I was going to
4: say. That is a real, the most rabid pro lifer in the entire state legislator, legislature. And she's just so unnerving. God, I hate her. Okay, but I want to talk about Mark Chelgren because I actually think he's kind of funny and enjoyed him in real life a
1: little bit. Sweet.
4: But first of all, I want to include in the episode or show notes or something a picture of him from college. Where he's dressed as an enormous chicken and has a skirt pinned up over giant chicken balls. And nice. <laughs> Hell yes. he's the just posing owns. from two ladies and posted it on the internet. Okay, so. He's got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> this, the reason that Mark Shelgren is in all of our lives, like what he's most famous for, is that he um, wrote and pushed a bill that. Uh, was supposed to achieve greater diversity among professors um, and oh, yeah, the, yeah. yeah the board of regents huh? would yeah issue I a know hiring, where this is going. Yeah issue a hiring freeze until the number of registered republicans and democrats on the university faculty fall within 10% of each other just <laughs> the absolute stupidest stupidest bill. That seems
3: pretty anti free market to me I mean free market of ideas
2: well, let's let's face it—the all of the produce in the market of
3: the marketplace of
2: ideas is rotting. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but how many Republicans <laughs> want to teach and not just ram propaganda down their students' throats?
4: <laughs> okay, so um, it's only because of this that people start digging into his background. So I just want you to imagine this story thousands of times across the country and just no one has looked into people's background. Like the only reason that someone knows what happened with Mark Shelgren is because he issued this bill and everyone was like, well, where the fuck did you go to college? Because that's the next question that you would ask. Which, why would you ever <laughs> force a bill? <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start reading the article about it. Cause it's just my favorite fucking thing. Hell yeah. Okay. And Iowa, this is from the register. An Iowa state senator denied Wednesday that he misrepresented his biological information after questions were raised, or biographical, Jesus, after questions were raised about his educational background. So according to NBC, like that's how big this got. um, Biographical information for Senator Mark Chalgren, Republican for Ottumwa, of course. On the Iowa State Senate Republican's website, he stated he had a business degree from California-based Forbco Management School, but so he's, cool. saying he, <laughs> he's saying he—he's <laughs> saying he has a, a fucking college degree or an MBA in business is what he's clearly implying. Um, but Forbco isn't listed as an accredited school by the National Center for Education Statistics. And records show the only Forbco in California is the company that once operated a Sizzler steakhouse in Torrance, California.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
4: And <laughs> <Sweet>. <laughs> asked by a Des Moines Register reporter Wednesday if he misrepresented his biography, Shelgren <laughs> said plainly, No, I did not. Um, quote, this was Forbes Co-Management School, which ran Sizzler Restaurants and a few other different restaurants. And I spent six months in order to be promoted from associate manager to assistant <laughs> manager when I was hey. 19. I had, to, Dude. I had to take their school and their classes and they gave me their degree and they termed it that. So I have used that terminology. Well, I was told, well, it's probably better terminology to say certificate. So regardless. Right. Of- All <laughs> a
3: now. Certificate. Damn, okay. I don't know about him now. A diploma School. is a certificate. Come on. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Let's be fair here. I'm going to start using this. Like, fuck we're it. I've been to so college.
4: so irony poisoned that we're like, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, I mean, this sounds like
3: the kind listen, of business experience. I should start experience. with these people's
4: politics. So it's not like, here's a wacky story about <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. I these suppose. are actual evil people. Um, Ed Fahler, a spokesperson for the Iowa Senate Republicans, told NBC News that Chelgren received a certificate from management course he'd, he took by working at Sizzler, but it's not accurate to say Shelgren has a business degree. Degree. Quote, it's kind of like the hamburger university at McDonald's.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course, yeah. Let's see that that's the example.
4: Amazing. Shelgren told NBC News he wasn't aware of the error on his website, which was reportedly removed from his bio page. And then it says he's currently pushing whatever bill, blah 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 blah.
2: So he's like the Jimmy McGill of the fourth district. Hey, this sounds
3: like the kind of business experience that someone who <laughs> is in government needs to have yeah. a successful career that really, you know, like it sounds like he's just delivering what his constituents want. I mean
4: Yeah, that could take us from delicious steak. I mean, I'm pretty sure
3: his constituents probably only really care about like going to a steakhouse. Like that's their idea of like like <laughs> to them is probably like yep. at three PM get the early bird special. I mean, I don't see the problem at all.
4: Okay, so when I do this, I'm gonna start talking about their politics first because okay. that's awesome, and Skylar Wheeler shoplifting is awesome. And now that we're like talking about it together, I believe
2: that we're conservatives.
4: Yeah, and also like you we don't like gatekeeping with education and question like college. So you know, I apologize, Mark Shelgren. I hate the rest of the time I've ever talked to you, but I think that's awesome.
0: I imagine this is the kind of guy who would say something like. Oh, those burger flippers! They want to get paid the same hourly wages as <laughs> are doctors and ah, ambulance drivers. Flippers. And Absolutely. he got his fucking he got his bachelor's degree from a restaurant. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he graduated valedictorian. Man,
2: stop hating
4: from fucking hamburger university.
2: <laughs> I'm looking over his Wikipedia article, and uh, this is just to give you guys. Natalie mentioned earlier, like if you live in Western Iowa and you live somewhere where fucking nobody lives, just run. I'm looking at uh, how he was elected in 2010 to the Senate. Uh, He defeated uh, incumbent Democrat Keith Creeman, I believe. Creeman? Whatever this is. Um, I prefer Keith Creeman.
0: Keith Creeman is jeans.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Creeman! He won the election by 11 votes. Damn. 11 votes decided it, and he's been there ever since. And he also Damn. endorsed a friend of the show, Michelle Bachman, in the 2012 presidential election.
4: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Mark Sheldon. <laughs> oh,
2: wow. She burned out way I forgot too about, fast. about her. <laughs> She's it's
4: a uh, amazing star.
2: Anyways, sorry, I didn't mean to get too far off track there.
4: No, it's fine. Um, He's no, just good like genuinely like the most condescending person I've ever talked to in my entire life. Like He looks like it. Yeah, and so I like spoke at a Senate co- subcommittee hearing attempting to not cut funding from a uh, community service club I had with a bunch of like uh, at-risk youth with potential um, girls. And he wanted to cut it because Planned Parenthood, you know, also provides abortions. But he didn't understand how any of it worked. So I went before the committee. He was they like, "They sell
0: fetuses to Pepsi, right?"
2: Yeah, that's what yeah. it is.
4: Yes. Um, And so he was like really insistent and then I stood up and gave a speech and started crying and just watched him fucking melt oh. and it's the most manipulative and the <laughs> most amazing I've ever felt I read aloud a letter the one of the girls like a sixth grade girl wrote me. About how she didn't have any role models in her life. And I was so like, she looked up to me more than any. And he, I'm just crying. And he's like, he comes out to me afterwards and he's like, I'm going to let you keep your girls' club.
1: Oh. <laughs> and, yeah.
4: And then wow, he was Natalie, like, You know
2: what? Real I'm change. an incel now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how benevolent of him.
4: <laughs> and uh, he was like, You're not going to know how any of this works. And then goes on and explain everything I know. Oh, fuck oh. you. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. He's like, he looked at the like the lobbyist standing next to me and it was like, but I'm going to talk to her about XXX, you know, whatever. Like, you're just here crying. But it fucking worked. So fuck you. 100%. I felt amazing. He, like, absolutely melted Um, and it was good. And then he came up afterwards and was like, I'll let you keep your girls club. You're not going to understand how the rest of this works. But I did get <laughs> oh to God. keep my girls club, so. Hell yeah.
1: yeah. I
2: can't imagine like the feeling of rage that I would feel had I been in your shoes and he comes up and he's like, I'll let you, keep, I'll let you do this, sweetie, but you don't need to understand how the rest of this works. I'm sure that your, your brain is, impo- is, is incapable of comprehending how the rest of this process works. Like I might've fucking head butted the guy. I'm not going to lie. Like that's, fucking, <laughs> that's so condescending. Like, like just go put you in a fucking box like that and like just kind of like all right now go away It's like my fucking god
4: like i don't want you to cry anymore i hate it when girls cry go away
0: i know you didn't get a burger king business degree so you.
4: (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to bring up sizzler so bad because at that point i knew about sizzler and i had to like coach myself beforehand like you cannot yell sizzler
2: God, see, that's why I'm not equipped to go to things like this, because I'm just too fucking crass with these people. Like, I just, I have zero patience for them.
3: That's what I was going to say. If you are going to run, you have to be able to, to to fight, you know. You can't let these people walk all over you. Because the thing is, is, like, these, they're basically grifters, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are grifters, 100%. But, like they they know how to bullshit and manipulate and so Natalie crying is the perfect perfect alternative that they can't deal with.
0: It'd be great to get some actual fast food workers to run for state legislature. Yes,
4: actually if you do have a hamburger university certificate, I'll run your campaign.
0: Yeah, I mean if you display it proudly instead of pretending it's something that's
3: not. Yeah, that's awesome. That'd be be awesome.
4: That's the issue is you can't just say like, I was a manager at a Sizzler Steakhouse. Like, that's awesome. Like, you should be in government because you're impacted every day. But he had to lie and say he had like an MBA and then push this thing about professors propagandizing just like that's the issue with the story is like oh oh he makes me want to shower
3: i prefer his bill where he said he was gonna
2: lock up the hamburger for good (laughs) Thank God.
0: Does the Sizzler have a cast of characters like that?
2: Evan and I were actually talking about this earlier before the show started. Uh, I have never eaten a Sizzler before. The only time I've ever heard Sizzler referenced in pop culture was like, I think like the the Bloodhound gang would reference it in a couple of their songs, I want to say.
4: Oh, it's like people also search for Golden Corral. I don't know what a yeah, Scissors dude. is, so I guess it's like a Golden Corral. I know corral.
2: about Golden Corral, yeah.
3: i corral,
4: <laughs>
2: with Golden Corral, that's, dude.
3: That's some fucking, that's fancy dining right there. I'll tell
2: you guys something, right? Buffets, they're not just for boomers. They're for people like you oh, and I. Yeah. That's a good deal. That's a good deal dude, right there. Nothing, Unlimited? There's nothing like a good fucking casino buffet. Like, ew, ew. Don't fucking at me. Don't fucking email me. Don't message me. I don't <laughs> care, dude. Like a good you get your casino buffet, sirloin, is where it's at. you get that unlimited so buffet, dude. Jack and A man, like you can't go wrong. It's yeah.
0: If you go on crab legs night, that's the oh, best. Oh, fuck
2: yeah, dude. See, here's a man that likes the fire things in oh, life. Oh, shit.
0: We need to talk about Pizza Ranch <laughs> at some point, too. <laughs> pizza, yeah, Ranch pizza Ranch is bad. Oh, but it used yeah. To be there's
4: my that favorite. Pizza Ranch
3: article about that lady for, like, uh, yeah. Gawk, Gawker. Yeah. Or but, whatever, who oh, wrote... my God.
4: Pizza Ranch is so good.
3: But, yeah, that article was demeaning and offensive to me.
2: The
4: chicken, the
2: chicken pizza is Ranch, so good.
3: Yeah, Pizza Ranch, I'm sorry, but.
4: It's so it, good. It has... They're dessert pizza, you guys. <laughs>
3: It has some upsides. Oh, but you know, there's a whole story about the Pizza Ranch. Oh man, we need to talk about this in another episode because there's a whole story about the uh, Pizza Ranch. Like one of the founders of Pizza Ranch, I don't want to reveal it, but yeah, we definitely need to talk about Pizza Ranch in, for, in a future episode.
0: Okay, yeah, save it for later.
3: But I think Pizza Ranch is definitely like very important to understanding like the caucus, Iowa, Iowa caucus culture.
4: They all go to Pizza Ranch. Yeah,
3: exactly. It's where it's a gathering place for very pretty much every like small town in Iowa. That's, like, where my grandparents... Like, I'm from Washington, Iowa, originally. And that's, like, where my grandparents would always go. And, like, we'd, we'd always have, like, family meetings there and yes,
4: stuff. Yes, family. Like, when you had big family dinners, at, mm-hmm. you would go to Pizza Ranch, always.
3: Yep. yep, and there's one in every single small town in Iowa.
4: And, like, it's, like, affordable. It's and affordable. everyone gets sick with how much they eat. It's perfect.
2: Yep. I, I Pizza Ranch, the chicken, is, is so good. I love <laughs> it, but I have never once... Not gotten diarrhea from it. <laughs> <laughs> I know
4: it's so. I always just have like. Oh, man, it was it's painful just like... asshole.
2: <laughs> I know, like for it, the that's next three it, days. Oh god, like it just is. It worth it though, is a thing. It's
4: but, so you know, worth it.
2: Yeah, fuck it, man. Like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm more about the dessert pizza, like Natalie said. My shit's good.
4: Dessert pizza. Yeah, yeah I, I miss
3: Pizza I Hut. <laughs> Like Pizza Hut salad, like the fact that they're closing all the like eat-in Pizza Huts is like, it's it's crushing to me. It's it breaks my spirit.
2: Did you guys know that the Pizza Hut buffet is probably, um, but whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pizza Hut was the number one consumer of kale, like purchaser and yeah. user of kale no. prior to because
3: <laughs> they would use the it to line the salad yeah. bar. <laughs> the yeah,
2: decorators.
4: it's so like
3: green and frilly. It's like dark. Green. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's what we think is decorations in Iowa. Yeah. It's fucking mm-hmm. kale. You don't
0: it's eat fancy. that shit. <laughs> so to uh, to close us out today, I'd like to introduce another character to the Rock Hard Caucus cast. Uh, this is a guy, his name is Joseph Dobrian. Uh, he's a writer here in Iowa City. He writes a lot of opinion columns for the Press Citizen. And uh, here's, uh, here's his bio off of his website. So you, you know a little bit about him before we get into his work. Joseph Dobrian is a novelist, essayist, poet, and financial journalist. Also known as a political activist and TV talk show wow. host, "Hardwired" is his third novel. <laughs> Previous books include the novels "Ambitions" and "Willie Wilden," and the best-selling collection of essays "Seldom Right, But Never In Doubt."
4: We need to put the Willie, the Willie book picture in the show notes too, because it's like a minstrel show <laughs> of—no, really, of an American Indian.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. It's bad. Yeah. He ran for mayor of New York City in 2009 and now lives in Iowa City, Iowa, with four rescue cats.
4: That's good. (laughs)
0: Who rescued who? He's amazing. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh,
0: It gives you a little peek into his home life. Uh, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mr. Dobrian has been writing for his living for more than 30 years. He writes about real estate, finance, management, luxury luxury retail, and other topics for clients such as blah, 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 blah. He has helped several noted business people to write their personal memoirs. When he's not writing, researching, or looking for new clients, he's attending classical music concerts and recitals, political meetings, literary events, or Iowa Hawkeyes football games. I
2: fucking hate this guy already.
0: (laughs) Uh, He's
3: amazing already. I love him. (laughs)
0: He mentions in his bio that he attends classical music concerts and recitals and that's how he actually uh first came onto my radar. Uh if you don't know, I was a music grad student at the University of Iowa a few years ago and Mr. Dobrian is a an avid attender of <laughs> of a lot that's of good. events at the University it's of Iowa of the arts. School of Music. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that being said, it seems it seems like he mostly goes to look at and talk to young
4: women. Oh, oh. nice! What a fucking
2: player, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> also, I want to be sure I understood this correctly. He ran for mayor of New York. Yeah, City. like
2: that's kind of like. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like, I wonder how many uh, votes you got.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's in there. I don't really know the story behind that. Maybe we'll get into that sometime later. I'll dig into that in the Friend future the <laughs>
3: yeah i want to i want to pull the res- results of that election <laughs> 100%.
0: yeah for sure it was 2009 uh yeah so i I've, i ran into this guy because he was like showing up to all these classical music events and adding people on facebook and uh... then like getting into arguments with people <laughs> <laughs> and, nice. and so and so I once oh I once like made fun of him for like defending John McCain and talking about states rights and stuff. And then I found out he he writes for the newspaper.
3: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Oh boy. Apparently, uh our boy here, Joseph Dobrian, he uh he ran for mayor of New York under the Libertarian Party and was vice chair of the Libertarian Party of New York uh for about a year. Wow. That's uh, a celebrity. What do you know? That's weird.
0: That's prestigious.
2: Yeah, Yeah. a guy talking to young women uh, and, like, you know.
4: Who, you know, has some thoughts about the age of consent.
2: It's epiphilia (laughs) or epiphilia, whatever it is. It's not fucking pedophilia. It's not pedophilia. Right, like, read about ancient Rome and ancient Greece. (laughs) Like, come on.
3: (laughs) I did a small amount of research on him before, and apparently he. Likes to walk around in th- custom-made three-piece suits. Oh hell yes. yeah, King! He-
2: oh sweet, he's one of those guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. He really, he really seems like just based on just purely biographically, he seems like um, basically like a proto fedora guy.
0: Oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. He's an old fedora guy. That's awesome. So I have a series of his pieces uh, that I'm planning to pepper into the show, and we're going to start things off with an article titled. The problem isn't guns. It's how our society treats boys.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking serve oh, yeah. me this shit, dude. Serve me a big, hot a fucking plate of this. <laughs> yeah. As a boy, I have a lot of takes <laughs> about this, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. So this, right. was, this was published by the Iowa City Press Citizen on March 13th of 2018. Uh, the subject is guns, and if you remember, this is about a month after the Parkland shooting of last oh. year. Mass shootings are extremely rare. <laughs> yeah that's aged well uh they account for one to two percent of gun deaths in the u.s. in most years the rest are in to- Chicago <laughs> <laughs> according to the Mises Institute oh yeah the u.s. is far from the top country in per capita mass shootings we're about 11th Rampage shootings at a school specifically Make up a tiny fraction of mass shootings I'm
2: sorry who's in front of us by capita
0: I'm not going to pull up the article
2: I, but I apparently know but like, there I'm just are like I, ten Are you kidding
4: me Someplace like, with talk about these 10 countries? people
2: You're about like fucking Somalia Like somewhere where there's like very little fucking government And there's just like it, uh, You've just got like dictators running fucking oh, wild every
4: military officer Would be counted as a gun death Because we see them as illegitimate
2: Oh god and of course Oh my God. Alright All right, moving on <laughs> sorry
0: in a country of 323 million, we have maybe one a year on average.
2: <laughs> oh. oh, really? One a year?
0: Yeah.
2: I can tell this article is already very well researched and is going to oh, contain a boy. lot of nuance. <laughs> yeah.
0: But each time we have one, the news media sends out a casting call for the next one.
3: Uh, so he's, he's a
4: crisis actor. A crisis actor like person. He's jokingly
3: making a reference to crisis actors yeah. to like, be like, hey, I'm not exactly one of those people, but... Uh, but, yeah, i'm sure that uh, was a wink, cool wink. takes about guns yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's time for us to do something not time for the government to do something it's time for us to do something
2: hmm. i agree yeah it's <laughs> i'm sure we you got different stand. different solutions but i agree
0: yeah well let's let's see what his solution is the problem is not the availability of guns handguns and long guns have always been widely available in the united states semi-automatic rifles and pistols have been commonplace for more than 100 years It's harder to acquire a firearm legally now than it ever has Uh, been. The problem is how our society treats children, especially boys. Uh. Teenaged rampage shooters are nihilists, both in the sense of believing in nothing and in the sense of wishful to annihilate. (laughs) They see the world and existence as meaningless, terrible things. They want revenge.
2: They're fucking incels. They want revenge against women. Dude, all
4: of these- That's their uniting factor. Yes. 100% 100% of them... Like, they're fucking...
2: Okay. I, Natalie, I don't... You go ahead. Like I'm no. sure you've got m- more like rational things to say than I do about this.
4: But it's awful. <laughs> Literally every single one without... That's the thing that they all have in common. Like, they all have things that are different. But, like, number one is domestic violence. Like, if we stopped people who did violence against women from buying guns, the problem would just fucking stop. It's the third leading cause of death for women is that their partners just shoot them. Someone stabbed a woman um, right next door to my work in Cedar Rapids. Like oh sorry we can go back to it. But that's a uniting factor. They are all violent misogynists before they're anything else.
2: Absolutely. I could do almost an entire show by myself about fucking incels, how yes. much I hate them, how they come to be, the fucking problem that they are, the entitlement that they have, yeah, and how it just fucking festers and grows like, like a fucking fungus on these like, fucking message boards. Message boards, Jesus Christ, image boards, whatever, 4chan, 8chan, whatever the fuck you want to call it, dude. Like, it's the absolute worst.
4: Cancer on society.
2: Absolutely cancerous. These people, like, very rarely can be fucking reasoned with. They're just like, they have their mind made up, like, we're we're red-pilled, or I've been black-pilled. It's like, you know what, dude? Like, maybe if you weren't such a fucking repulsive person, you know, women might find a little bit of interest in you. Like, if you, if you had any fucking redeeming qualities about your personality, maybe the opposite sex would take an interest in you, but you choose to be fucking disgusting because you think the fucking world, women in particular, owe you something. Fuck you, buddy. Sorry your skull isn't the right shape. Whatever fucking excuse you want to make now, it's because you're a shitbag. People don't like you because you're a fucking scumbag. Fuck you! Yeah,
3: well, I was gonna say, I find it interesting that uh, Joseph Dobrian immediately starts sympathizing with the people doing the shootings. Yeah, that's a good point. Doesn't even mention the victims once. And given what we already know about him, it seems like there might be a a potential reason why he empathizes with the uh, shooters, (laughs) like immediately.
0: Remember that living situation he mentioned in his bio. Yeah. Okay, back to the back to the words of Dobrian, the sacred words here. They want revenge, either from personal animus or hatred of mankind in general. They want to go out in glory, taking as many people with them as possible.
2: He understands it well. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's got a (laughs) very empathetic.
0: Many boys have these nihilistic fantasies, more than you'd think.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Like you included? Like you fucking Joe, huh?
0: Probably, they always have had. But boys acting on them, that's a recent phenomenon. For the past several generations, including mine to some degree, although it was not so bad when I was growing up, academia and the media have pathologized men and boys. We're told subtly or overtly that heterosexual men are boneheaded, callous, violent, sexually predatory, that ordinary male behavior is bad and must be educated out of us. That fathers are optional accessories to a family rather than essential elements. Many boys grow up without fathers whose traditional job is to keep boys in line.
2: Okay, so he's a men-going-their-own-way guy. Okay, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I would agree that heterosexual men are boneheaded, callous, violent, sexually predatory. <laughs> yeah,
2: for anyone yeah, listening yeah. to this show, like, there's literally no reason 100%. to date or get married to a man. They're fucking horrible creatures. Don't
3: I know it.
0: Yeah, as a heterosexual man myself, I'm certainly a boneheaded, callous, violent, sexually predatory. Well, get rid of the... Get rid of the I last mean, all two. All the bad
3: things, except for the really bad things. <laughs> yeah, and also, I'm sure when Joseph Jobrian was growing up, there is absolutely no violence. And like, if you look at violence rates, I'm sure that it wasn't higher back then than it is now. Like as a whole, you know, like men were definitely not acting out at all back in the fucking whenever the dinosaurs roam the earth or whatever.
0: Especially not the fathers that he mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, they definitely so weren't doing
3: like. Yeah, they definitely weren't doing any sort of bad
4: things they were all violently
3: they were all good fathers there's good fathers back
0: then yes back to joseph we've also seen a growing tendency since the 1960s to medicate energetic boys i ask (laughs) oh
3: energetic boys
0: energetic yes i ask because i don't know could these central nervous system stimulants and other psychotropics lead to schizophrenia manic depression or other disorders that manifest themselves years later in homicidal rages
2: Oh, it's just made me shit on Twitter a bunch. It's giving me terminal <laughs> irony rot and like my frontal frontal lobe of my brain. <laughs> Haven't killed anybody, so you know.
0: <laughs> Chuck's been pumped full of drugs and he's never hurt anyone.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: In the classroom, when I was growing up in the 1960s, boys were encouraged to be more like girls, <laughs> i.e., more docile. Today, they're talking. <laughs>
3: What? 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 Dude, this, this guy goes against cannot... everything that conservatives are supposed
2: to be about.
0: I don't this know what he's on about. This guy cannot stop
2: dry snitching on himself. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, today, they're taught that masculinity is actually toxic, that boys succeed because of privilege, that the patriarchy must be done
4: away no, with. Not using any of those words correctly, but okay. Damn, he's right. So, so wait, they
3: taught—they used to teach boys that being feminine was better, but now they <laughs> teach him that masculinity is toxic. Good point, Joe. No, Which I is it, know. liberals?
0: Uh, and Natalie, those words that you say he's using incorrectly, I will note that he put quotation marks around them, so that okay. means he can use them however, however he,
2: wants. he wants. So can I? I'm going to jump in really quick here and then we'll get back to this. So as we've been talking about him, I think at the perfect point to talk about this, he wrote a book called hardwired. Uh, I don't know if you have looked into anything he's written before, but this is the, yeah. tell us about it. Yeah. So, um, it is about a character named Andy, uh, who is unattractive, suspicious of others, fixated on a girl. He can't win, embarrasses himself at <laughs> sports. And as Andy observes, quote, having a younger brother who can beat you at anything, That's got to be the worst thing in the world as he grows up in state city, Iowa in the mid 1960s. Ding, 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 ding. Andy (laughs) copes with his pathological self-loathing by imagining himself as a hero. He creates alternate realities in which he's powerful, accomplished, brave, and sometimes vengeful. Andy also remarks on the history that's being made, the assassination of president Kennedy, the civil rights movement, the Vietnam war, And begins to develop a political conscience as well as a strong sense of justice. I wonder who this book is written about. I wonder who Andy is supposed to be.
3: Enlightened by his own logic, he (laughs) decides to stop being a nerd who gets beat up by his own little brother. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> Explains it all.
0: I believe that was published in 2016.
2: Uh, yes, it was actually a prequel to a book that he had written prior called <laughs> Ambitions. <laughs>
4: prequel, <laughs> the
2: hubris. <laughs> right. So the book Ambitions is about a man in his 60s, right? Hardwired <laughs> visits the same man when he was a teenager, where you get to discover the kind of adult he became, and uh, you know how how he got there. In Ambitions, Andy narrates the story of a neighbor family in the 2000s. Hardwired, however, tells his own story, looking back and commenting on his teenage years. So there you go. If you guys want some nice reading, just check out Hardwired, a novel by Joseph Dobrain.
0: <laughs> Hell <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Dobrain. <laughs> All right. Back to his uh, article about guns and boys. They're taught that they as males are unnecessary, if not downright detrimental to society. Girls, meanwhile, are taught, you can do anything. Is it any wonder that many boys are nihilistic, embittered, desperate? Life can make you that way if you have no purpose, no destiny. If you're taught that your very being is a shameful handicap to overcome, if you see no way out of that scenario, it's no wonder if you turn against life itself and dream of massacring the innocent so that at least you'll die knowing that you got a bit of your own back. I don't know what that means.
3: That's very. That's fucked I don't up. Know. This guy's depressing. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> this guy is hella depressing. Like, I I love all these men's rights guys who basically make arguments for feminism, but they don't know it. Yeah, that's what it's I was just gonna up. say.
4: Is like he's okay. You're touching on exactly what feminism is, which is not having gender roles like that. Oh, he's so close, and then decides to
2: no. Feminism is catty women that make me feel bad.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they hurt my <me> feelings. <laughs>
2: they don't shave their legs and that makes me feel disgusting.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like maybe we should treat boys more like girls. Like, I mean, you literally just said that, my guy. And then like, I'm sure he has all sorts of ideas about how like, well, I mean, obviously. (laughs) Anyway, go on.
0: I'm going to read that last sentence again just so I can understand it better (laughs) if you see no way out of that scenario it's no wonder if you turn against life itself and dream of massacring the innocent so that at least you'll die knowing that you got a bit of your own back
3: wow dude Dude, oh my god about how well you understand mass shooters
2: it isn't creepy at all or or you could write a book about how much he wishes he could have done a mass shoot when he was in high school (laughs) because it clearly sounds like this like he sounds like he's just how how empathetic he is, and how you know I mentioned the books that he wrote. Like, dude, this guy I very well you. could have been a shooter in fucking high school. She he just, just had didn't have the idea,
4: yeah. yeah, or the right, ability yeah. to. Right. Oh my wow. god.
2: Dude, I hate Wild. this guy fuck dude he sucks so bad like i i didn't think so you 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 mentioned him earlier in the week you know like we're we're gonna talk about this guy and i very specifically did not read anything about him prior to it because i wanted us all to be a surprise i feel like i work best when i'm learning things uh, about things for the first time you know it's it's all improv you know it's it's all improv but dude like this guy sucks like he fucking sucks
4: (laughs) He's not like a, a sorry Mark children, that part was awesome, it's the rest of it. Yeah,
2: he's not like some like sorry, <laughs> sad fucking character, he just
4: sucks. Yes, agreed.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, let me finish his article here, we've got just a few more sentences. We underestimate the necessity for clear direction and a sense of purpose in life, especially for boys, who tend to be more aggressive and less structured than girls. At the far end of the aggression spectrum, the sociopaths, the violent criminals men far outnumber women much of this energy can be harnessed by giving a boy purpose responsibility and discipline these are what give life meaning these are the antidotes to anger alienation nihilism we no longer celebrate a boy's natural aggressiveness much less encourage him to turn it to useful purpose instead his masculine energy is blamed for the world's ills labeled poisonous conflated with oppression a boy is given no hope i don't wonder that these rampage shootings happen I'm astonished that they happen so rarely.
3: What <laughs> my god oh, this, guy is, this guy is premium snowflake. Uh, this was
0: published one month after the Parkland shooting. Oh in my
3: god. What a See, oh my god. this is
2: this guy is a great example of why I think that every single person that's part of this you know, the, of the conservative media that re- represents like the traditional sort of conservative values are fucking grifters right like this shit is so fucking easy to just make up and just like there's people that eat this shit up right i'm pretty sure he feels that pretty deeply he, he does doesn't... but like i'm speaking to like how <laughs> fucking easy it is to be this stupid yeah you know like it well, takes no yeah, fucking it's effort
4: just... and you could just write for the newspaper
2: yeah, like fuck it, dude. Who's going to tell you not to? Like people are going to eat this shit up.
0: Yeah, this guy uh he gets published basically for the hate clicks because everyone in Iowa City trashes his articles every time they come out.
4: <sighs> but they come out because uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what we're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, b- sure, sure. let <laughs> so. We're in the muck too. So I've got I've got a couple more from him that I'll I'll let you guys in on in the future. Uh I know that the next one Chuck you're going to be even more angry about. <laughs> Is it about gaming? <laughs> uh no, it's it's about sports.
2: Oh yeah, okay. Ooh. I get mad about that too, so perfect. Can I get the headline at least? <laughs> uh
0: yeah, sure. I'll I'll give you the headline and then yeah. some sometime later we'll read the whole thing. Yeah, sounds good. Joe Lewis, Colin Kaepernick. A sorry contrast.
2: Oh nice dude. It's Kaepernick <laughs> talk. Yeah, dude. I feel like I'm in original this, I feel like it's what, twenty fifteen all over again. This is great.
3: I feel like it's nineteen
2: sixty all over again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I mean?
0: I feel like a boy growing up in the 1960s and being told to act more like a girl.
2: A girl,
3: yeah. I think that's cool. I mean, I didn't realize. I mean, I guess it was the era of free love and all that. But uh, (laughs) he didn't mention that in his article.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, that's all the content I have prepared. Do we want to say anything to close?
4: Are we not going to talk about the parking ticket article?
0: No, 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 no. I have like a... I have a progression for this. It's gonna peak with that one.
2: I would like to say I would like to say guys that um anybody that knows me well knows that I'm a lifelong Oakland Raiders fan. And uh, <laughs> I've been going through the seven stages of grief today. Um so uh Oakland was able to acquire Antonio Brown in the off season, who is a very, very good football player, but you know, he's 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 got a bit of an ego. Um. So in the last few days I have uh, Heard him say he's all in I've heard him say that he uh, You know wanted out I've heard him call the GM a cracker I've heard <laughs> punch him punch him in the face I've seen him I've seen him burn his feet In a cryo sauna in France I've seen him argue With the NFL about what sort of helmet He should wear I saw him make a very artsy film this morning about how he was all in, wanted to be a Raider, and was ready to go. And uh as of about 5 minutes ago, he has been released by the Oakland Raiders. Um so this is a nice sort of snapshot of my life in general. Like this is just how this is how things go. This is this is what happens when you want nice things is uh you know it's 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 all for naught. So um I'll be pouring out a 40 today for the 2019-2020 Oakland Raiders, uh, soon-to-be Vegas Raiders, and I hope that you'll all pour one out in solidarity with me. I feel for you, brother. I yeah, feel for so, you. like, I, I, I mean, I, I made a post about it. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> Evan and I were in here before the show, and I was literally going through the seven stages of grief. Like, I got angry with him, and <laughs> was like, <laughs> I was just being so bad at him. I, I'd rubbed
3: <laughs> a little bit of salt in the wound, perhaps. He did, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't Chuck. get
2: salty. I'm fucking, you know. That's not true at all. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, But no, I've been through quite the roller coaster. um, And I'm basically, uh, you know, what what I'm going through is equal to the absolute worst that anything else, anyone else could be going through (laughs) over anything else. So I just request (laughs) empathy from everybody. And, um, you know, don't message me about this. Don't make fun of me about this because um, it's basically the worst thing that could happen to somebody.
0: (laughs) All right, listeners, well, thanks for uh, joining us again for the third Thank edition so of the Rock Hard Caucus. Uh, tune in in the future. We'll discuss more of the, you know, s- state legislators who are absolute monsters and freaks. We'll talk more about Joseph Dobrain sometime later. We've got more, more opinion writers, more freaks to talk about. Uh, keep tweeting at us. It's at Rock Hard Caucus. All of our personal profiles are in the bio there yeah
4: we got good ideas from you guys thanks yeah
0: yeah, yeah thanks sure. thanks to our thanks to the people tweeting at us for helping us uh you know generate content uh that's all from me bye uh Goodbye,
4: yeah everybody. give bye. money to
3: daddy bernie oh and just, yeah. uh we'll probably yeah. talk about national politics more in the future
4: i i bought a fanny pack you could buy a bernie fanny pack too
3: yeah also i want to give a shout out to Corey at great clips on the southeast 14th street <laughs> uh she's a major bernie gal and uh yeah it was cool
4: thanks evan's hairdresser
2: yeah <laughs> goodbye everybody bye goodbye forever this is my last episode <laughs> i don't know
3: can't <laughs> lose a major player like that that'd be like the that'd be like the raiders losing antonio brown <laughs> 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 and please include that. <laughs>